So, at some point last month, a couple of thieves went to a church and it's not like they really stole anything that big, like, you know, tithe and offerings, but they did end up stealing something a little bit bigger. They stole, and get this, a 500 kilogram church bell. 500 kilograms. Like, what the hell are you going to do with 500 kilograms of a church bell? Give yourself jingle bells all the way till Christmas or some shit? Because I'm actually trying to think of all the logical reasons why stealing a church bell would actually be a good thing. Maybe the metal. Maybe the metal can be sold for scraps and, you know, 500 kilos worth of metal is definitely going to be worth a little bit of money in there. But a bell. Of all things, a bell. Like... Is it that, you know, you miss the old primary and high school days and you decided, you know what, I'm going to go big or go home? Is it one of those things where people just decide, you know what, let's just pull a heist for a prank and then just steal a bell? Or is it just one of those neighbors that really, really gets pissed off when the church bell always rings on Sunday mornings or some shit? And then they're like, you know what, I need to shut this thing up. And since clearly it's old tech, so there's no silent mode, I might as well just go ahead and take it away. Because that's what our parents would probably do when we were, you know, trying to use consoles and shit. They see you doing something, they don't like it, they start threatening the console, they start saying, you know what, I'm going to take that PS4, I'm going to take that PS3, I'm going to take that PS2, hell, I'm even going to take that PSP, if you do not change. And if you do something else that irritates them, even though you did change, for some reason it's like they take them. Like, I never really understood that. Like... I feel as though if it was something of this sort, it should have been something that can be discussed over. Although then again, this is this is religion. Most people are like, oh, you know, it's religion. You have to respect it, blah, blah, blah. But they forget that sometimes it can infringe on people's ability to actually have peace, even though it's a religion that's supposed to preach peace. But anyways, let me stop acting all analytical for a second and, you know, move on to the main meat of this entire thing because y'all decided to listen to this as a podcast and not as somebody reporting that a bell was stolen. And speaking of podcasts, we might as well start. So, in typical fashion, welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man whose jingle bells are still in place, still in the exact same place he left them. He is a man who seems to like his women just the same way he likes his yogurt, just the same way he likes his stew, and just the same way he likes something else that he probably can't say on mic. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationships show, which had gone on break for about four weeks. But guess what? I'm back now. You know, you're back to listening to the wonderfulness of my voice and just my voice. So, you know, if if you seem to be liking the voice, you know, you can always hit me up on at Breaktime on Westside on IG and, you know, show some love. On Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs at Bagaka the D. And, well, you know, I always accept compliments, money as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, send it. I'm totally down for that. Um, but anyways, let me just start by saying I have genuinely missed you guys. Like... Not in a, you know, I, I will always love you. No, no. Like, I genuinely miss just doing this and giving you guys Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street. Mainly because the other show is usually pre-recorded and I usually have to, you know, 
kind of stick to a certain topic there's not that much that i can discuss it's mostly around one topic or something of that sort so it's it's a bit limiting like i don't get to make as many jokes plus you know it's usually good to kind of update yourself with some of the shit that's happened and you know that's kind of why i've missed battle of the sexes because while i was away a bunch of things happened and i can pretty much summarize them in like three main things and that is splitting getting together and having kids because those were the three main pieces of news that kind of occurred over the past four weeks so you kind of think about it when it comes to splitting you know bill and melinda gates split apparently they're filing for divorce now that could be considered a business move in itself but considering that melinda gates kind of had to leave the rest of the world and go and rent herself an island resort for a hundred and thirty two thousand dollars i don't know like it's a business decision but damn these people blow stacks on those business decisions though like it's a good smart business move for gates but i don't know like for some reason it seems like it's a good way for them to like get a bit of extra cash in there but at the same time i'm like eh, i don't know if you're actually gonna go ahead and divorce even though you're making money but it pushes you to the extent of going to an island where you pay hundred and thirty two thousand dollars, i don't know if it's worth it although then again this is bill and melinda gates you know bill gates is worth a couple of hundred billion so what the hell is hundred and thirty two thousand dollars a night anyways that's probably just me thinking like a simpleton because i don't have a couple of billion on me otherwise i probably wouldn't mind spending 132 thousand dollars every single night but anyways that aside there were the people that got together so for those of you all that watch real housewives of atlanta i'm clearly not one of them because i just got this story and i was like who the fuck is Porsche? but to kind of give you a bit of a description one of the cast members of real housewives of atlanta Porsche had broken up with her mans and you know she has now recently gotten engaged to her friend's ex like one of her really close friends exes and they kind of sent people off a tailspin and they were like oh how the hell is it that such a thing can happen how dare Porsche do this to her friend blah 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 and yet y'all are forgetting that some of you guys given the chance would screw your best friend's man would screw your best friend's babe like you guys know very well that you would do such a thing but y'all are so ready y'all are so willing to pick up the whole holier than thou card and start saying oh Porsche did something bad and it kind of just makes me a little bit mad like why the hell is it that so many of you are so ready to go on the offensive against her yet she's finding love huh yes maybe the man's ended up cheating on the babe with with her maybe i don't know it's not confirmed and i wouldn't entirely be sure because my research on this would require me to watch the series and i'm not really about to do that but considering that the both of them found each other it does kind of lead back to an argument that i once had with people and a discussion that i brought here where i was like you know what as long as you have broken up with somebody be it your girlfriend be it your boyfriend be it your husband be it your wife if your friend goes for that person as much as it might seem a little bit painful for you they kind of belong to the streets now like they're back out into the world they're no longer your property so you might as well just let them do their shit and honestly if Porsche just so happened to find love in a hopeless place called you know her friend's ex then that's her decision i think some people need to stop acting so self-righteous sometimes because we know very well a ton of y'all 
given the opportunity to do that to your best friends, not even your close friends or your regular friends, your best friends, you'd probably do that same exact shit. And it'll probably be in a heartbeat. So you might as well just leave the babe alone. But anyways, getting together aside, we need to move to the bit where it was a kid who didn't necessarily pop out of the womb right now per se, but was confirmed to, you know, have a father. Now, the father to that kid just so happens to be a celebrity Kenyan YouTuber who just so happens to give himself the most self-righteous name in Christian history by referring to his family as the Wajesus family. The father in question is known as Kabi Wajesus. Now, the interesting thing about that is it's not that he is confirmed to be the father, it's who the mother is. And he just so happened to have been playing the Alabama dance with a bunch of his cousins back in the day and well one of them popped a kid and yes that kid now is currently confirmed through dna testing to be his now usually i don't go up against people on you know being confirmed to being the father and shit but in his case considering the name it's almost self-righteous in and of itself but you know there's also that bit about the alabama dance like people like to talk about oh how dare you do that with your cousin oh you're not supposed to see your cousin that way like, yo, let's be honest about this shit. Are you telling me that there is no such shit as a fine cousin? Like, I'm not saying that you should bang them, but is there no such thing as a fine cousin? Because technically, you kind of think about it. You know, there's those times when you're busy, you know, chilling at a wedding or at some family event, and then you happen to see some woman walking past you or some girl or some shit, and you're like, damn, that shorty is fine as hell. I would hit that in a heartbeat and I would do that anywhere, anytime, with or without clothes on even. And guess what? As you're busy staring, one of your uncle's aunties, hell, maybe even your mom might just walk past you and be like, hey, Ebu, stop staring so hard. That's your cousin. Then all of a sudden, now you have to act like, you know, you suddenly look at them differently. No, that's not the kind of look I'm supposed to give my cousin. I'm not supposed to think of my cousin in a lustful way. And yet the truth of the matter is, you went, you saw somebody, and they looked fine. Like, it's a normal thing that happens from person to person. And, you know, if it doesn't happen to you, maybe you just don't have fine cousins. That's just it. But here's the thing. While having fine cousins and seeing them as fine and possibly bangable is one thing, actually doing it is another. And I've kind of mentioned this before. I did once talk about the whole thing about, oh, you know, should you bang a cousin, you know, whether you should do it, whether you shouldn't, at what level is it okay? And I said that personally speaking, anywhere from the third cousin, I think should be considered okay. Because at that point, there is no bloodline relation at all. Hell, some people would say anything beyond the second cousin. Some people would even look at the second cousin and be like, you know what, maybe. But for me, I said my maybe starts on the third cousin, but from the fourth going onwards, it should be perfectly okay. Because in one way or another, we're almost all related. Like, there's that whole thing that people usually talk about in the whole did you know, I don't know which rich rich guy happened to bang so many babes that I don't know, one in every 200 people on the planet is somehow related because of him. Like, there's that shit that goes along. You know, there's a fact that there were guys like Solomon who just so happened to have a thousand women at his disposal, aka 700 wives and 300 concubines. And the concubines are literally just to produce kids, aka jack of power and, you know, kids popping out at the possibility. So if he managed to produce kids from all of them, 
where does that kind of leave a lot of us like a lot of us are technically related it's just that you know a lot of things have been split through time and through ancestry and shit so in a sense i think it's perfectly okay it's just that for him it doesn't seem like it was a third or a fourth cousin so you know the alabama dance was busy alabamaing if you know what i'm saying but anyways that aside I probably wouldn't consider this to be too bad for anyone except that that kid now will end up being the laughing stock during family gatherings and you know as long as people don't talk about that in family gatherings or in social media ever the kid should be perfectly fine aka never but that aside I honestly do wish the kid the best of life and shit I hope they don't go through the worst version of character development and everything and we should probably move it on to our main topic of today So to kind of move things on, I happened to be on Instagram not too long ago and there was this post that I saw which really intrigued me, like both post and caption. So the post was actually pulled off from somewhere on the internet and it said, "I really believe men enjoy being providers and financially stable enough to splurge on their women. I think the ones who speak down on it feel inadequate and wish they were in a position to do the same." And to be very honest, I saw this and it it really hit me cuz it explains some things that some women actually think. And the caption did kind of go on to ask, if you take pride in putting money in your woman's pockets or taking care of her wants, does that make you a simp? What is the criteria of a simp? And it did kind of hit me. All of these months, all this time I've been a podcaster, all this time I've been doing this podcast. I have spoken about simping once or twice here and there, but I've never really defined it for people to actually know. And to be honest, I do think that this is something that needs to be looked into, not just on the whole point of being a simp, but on the role of guys being providers. So, let me start by handling this caption and, you know, just answering the question. If you take pride in putting money in your woman's pockets or taking care of her wants, does that make you a simp? Honestly, it depends. it depends on why he's doing it cuz here's the thing like being a simp isn't something that is slapped on somebody's forehead because of something that they do but rather why they do it and to kind of just explain this i should probably define what a simp is for those of you that don't know and for those of you that think they have an idea i can try and line it up for you cuz whenever people usually talk about oh this is a simp that's a simp it kind of feels a bit vague but to kind of put it in the most layman term kind of way you know almost like a dictionary a simp is somebody usually we used to think that it's male but i guess it can also include females as well this is somebody or anybody that chooses to do things for somebody else either willfully or unwillingly and does it at their own expense for the possible benefit of emotional satisfaction or romantic satisfaction or sexual satisfaction from the other person so ideally if you are doing something for somebody so that you can get to bang them you would probably be called a simp but the flip side of this is and i will continue to say it requires you to do it in a sort of needy way that would sort of seek their approval in which their reward would be sex so in a sense you're doing homework for somebody when you're in campus simply because you're trying to see if they can bang you then you're probably simping if you're over complimenting somebody you know dishing out compliments each and every morning you wake up you're texting this babe 
then you're probably simping. The idea of simping comes from a certain form of neediness and it's almost like, because I can do this, can I please have some pussy or can I please get some dick, I guess. So in a sense, that's kind of how simping is. And I hope I've kind of given a much clearer definition for those of you that don't know and for those of you that might not have had a pretty good idea. So now the biggest issue that comes with this is most people don't really know how to separate the idea of simping versus the idea of, you know, just an act of service, choosing to do your duty or just making your own choice to do it. And to be very honest, it's not that easy, but ideally I just say it just comes down to the reason why. Like what's your MO? What's your actual objective when you're doing it? Because if let's say you're constantly helping somebody at work, you know, probably finish up an assignment or something, or, you know, you're always getting them lunch. If that's something that you're doing in hopes that they like you, in hopes that they want to be with you, technically you'd call that simping. Now, if you're doing that just because you're a nice guy and you like the company and say you probably just want to have lunch with somebody and it happens to be her and maybe blowing the extra bank isn't such a big issue, then that's probably just a simple act of service. Like there's nothing really in it for you besides pleasing yourself. You're not doing it to please the other person. You're doing it to please yourself. Pleasing the other person is like a byproduct. It's like a secondary goal that can come from it. But if pleasing someone else is the primary goal, then ideally that's simping. It's it's pretty much the closest thing to being a yes man that there is on an emotional, romantic and sexual scale. And that's kind of where it comes in. Because when you think about it, it's not like putting money in your woman's pockets if it's something that you want to do is technically considered simping. Simping would be she tells you, oh, you know, I want A, B, C, D. And because you are scared of the idea of her leaving you and you want to keep her with you, you're constantly giving her money. Now that, especially if she's the one who happens to hold the cards and happens to have the control, would classify as simping. And it's mainly because it's not that you feel you want to do it, it's because you feel you have to do it. But now, back to the whole original question that was brought in, you know, where this babe had come in and said, I really believe men enjoy being providers and financially stable enough to splurge on their women. Can I really say that we enjoy being providers? Personally, I don't think so. I don't really think we enjoy being providers per se. I feel as though for us, the enjoyment comes from the satisfaction in us knowing that we've done our duty as men. Hell, maybe it's most of us, could be all of us, but for the many men that I know and for the many men that I've spoken to about this, I can say that it's mostly about the enjoyment that comes from the satisfaction of doing it. Like, you're happy that yes, your wife is taken care of, your kids are taken care of, you know, your girlfriend is feeling good and she's looking nice and she's feeling great. The feeling of actually doing it, you know, removing money from your pocket and going to provide, 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 I don't think that that's necessarily something that makes us feel good. It's more of we've performed the duty and we've done it really well, so now we're happy that we've actually managed to get it done. It's kind of like the same way for those of y'all that hated math. Imagine you went, you did the math exam or you did a math test and you got an 80, like you got a straight A. You didn't necessarily like math, but you wanted to get a good grade. 
and because you have a good grade you're now enjoying the fact that it's happened so at the end of the day it's not that you liked the math you just liked the result and i think that's the case with most guys we enjoy the result that comes from providing for your family and providing for bay and shit but it's not like we necessarily enjoy just providing for people like it's just a satisfaction that comes afterwards because this kind of frame of thought would sort of make it seem as though every woman that just so happens to cook and clean and take care of the house and make sure stuff is you know nice and spotless and food tastes good actually enjoys it which might not necessarily be the case there's a lot of babes that don't actually like it but they do it because it's their duty and they are happy when they have performed the duty to the max and exceeded expectations so in a sense is it that guys like paying bills not exactly we just like the satisfaction that comes from it and to be honest the line does kind of get drawn when you look at duty versus desire because providing for your family providing for your partner you know providing for the both of you is a duty for us guys it's one of those basic duties that we come with pre-installed in our heads you know except for a few of us here and there and desire is something that comes from our hearts something that comes from our wants it's not a need it's a want and that is kind of the same exact line with simping because one requires you to want to do it and the other one makes you feel as though you have to do it so all in all do i think that guys who do this simp for their babes not exactly but then again there are guys that will do this and they feel like they have to do this every single time and to some degree they do it because they fear their wife will leave them for somebody who can possibly give them better and that is technically simping but then again i could be wrong so i want to know what you think about it the dms are open on ig it is at break time on west side on facebook it is also at break time on west side and if you want to slide into my personal dms it is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening on Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break take care <laughs>